Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And our uh, guest appearances by the players and ambassadors all season long is brought to you by Hellsburg Diamonds. Serving the Chiefs' kingdom with over 100, uh, for over 100 years with 200 locations nationwide, that's Hellsburg Diamonds. And with us, a man that uh, was with five years with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in two different stints. He also played for the 49ers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Carolina Panthers with the Chiefs. 66 games, 50 starts, including 14 starts in the 1993 season, a year when the Chiefs went all the way to the AFC Championship game before losing to the Buffalo Bills. And he came back to start 12 times in 95 and then every game of the 1996 season. War number 66 is a Chief. He's with us tonight. And by the way, uh, the uh, Washington football team and Alex Smith are challenging the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They just picked up a touchdown not long ago. And of that little over four minutes to go in the third quarter, the Steelers lead the Washington football team 14-10. to 10. Well, with us now is uh, the former offensive lineman, former guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, Ricky Sigler. And, Ricky, thanks for joining us tonight, my friend. Well, thank you for having me, Mitch. And I was tackled, <laughs> not well, guard. Sorry, man. Uh, off <laughs> on okay. uh, the, my stats there. But you had some 50 starts at tackle uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you play on some really good football teams. That 93 and 95 team, those were two teams I thought could do it, especially that 95 team. We had the disappointing loss to the Colts. But uh, yeah. that team might have made might have done some damage. Well, sir. Well, we we thought that was a year for us, and uh, unfortunately, we came up uh, a little short. Well, let's talk about this 2020 team. I know as an interested, you've been involved with this organization even after you stopped playing and involved with the league, which has been great to see. But overall, when you watch this 2020 Chiefs team every week, what do you, what do you see as a guy that played this game? Well, you know, Mitch, it, it's exciting. I think just like uh, all the other fans and being a former you know, player and, and for the Chiefs organization, it's exciting to see the, the weapons they have. You know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's just kind of a, a phenom at the, that position. And I've played with some of the greatest quarterbacks, uh, Hall of Famers, played against Hall of Famers, and his arm talent is just uh, off the charts. And so, you know, you don't ever know what you're going to get out there. This guy's making throws that are just, uh, you know, uncharted. Cross his body, you know, flinging his sidearm, doing all kinds of stuff, jump passes, no-look passes, like the Magic Johnson on out there on the football field. And so, you know, that that in of itself, and, and exciting as a Chiefs fan to, to have a, a quarterback that is a franchise quarterback that we have, um, you know, that we can look down the road and hopefully, you know, the, the, the now and the future – as being the guy that can lead us to many championships. And then they've done an excellent job, Andy Reid and his staff and the GMs and uh, surrounding him with, with, you know, some good, good viable talent at receivers. And of course we have the best tight end in the game uh, on pace to just shatter records and, and, uh, you know, establish himself uh, outside of number 88's uh, uh, footsteps, you know, or his <laughs> shoes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great. So I'm, I'm excited as, as a, as a, former chief as a fan, as an ambassador to, to 
you know, each week watch this team play. It's just, it's just beyond exciting. Again, Ricky Sigler's our guest tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom show and a special shout out to our winner, Vicki Davey of Drexel, Missouri, who is our Chiefs Kingdom Zoom watch party winner tonight. I want to hey, ask you, you, you got perspective, my friend, uh, because you've worked for the league, you've worked, uh, been in the league, you were three different teams, but the next level stuff, how much are we seeing two guys kind of redefine the position in a way with what Mahomes is doing at quarterback and what Travis Kelsey's doing at tight end? He's putting up receiver numbers, running receiver routes. I mean, he's leading the league almost in receiving uh, as a tight end. He's way ahead of anybody else, even though Waller had a 200-yard day yesterday. That's the next level recreating the position that we're seeing, especially from Mahomes and Kelsey. Well, you know, Mitch, uh, that that position of tight end is is evolved from you know time I I played tight end in high school, and uh, you know tight end is was a guy that used to be like the extra lineman. He was a blocker. Sometimes he'd leak out on little short routes and stuff, and you know catch passes. He was kind of that that safety net for the quarterback, and it's evolved into like a hybrid guy. It's a, 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 a almost a lineman that has receiver type skill, speed. And with Travis, you know, he, he's a matchup nightmare. You, you can't put a linebacker on him. You put a safety on him. He's beating those guys. And he's just a very rare talent. And, you know, so that position, I think, across the board, if you look at other teams, you know, you look at your Wallers and other guys out there, and it's kind of similar. It's hard to, to defend those guys. And then you throw in the mix. You have, you know, your Tyree Kills and your Sammy Watkins and the other guys. And it, it just makes a matchup nightmare for the defense. And so that's – that's kind of where tight end is. It's, it's a it's a it's a receiving position now. Rick, it's great to have you on, especially tonight, because it gives us a chance to talk about this Chiefs offensive line. You play yes, tackle sir. in this game. All right, this line. Let's just. I think again, we can lose perspective because you get in the grind week by week. You're trying to win every week, but the Chiefs lose Mitchell Schwartz now, significant time with the back injury. They lose Kalecio Semele for the season. That was in week five, the loss to the Raiders. Leray Duvernay-Tardif opts out of the season. Lucas Niang opts out of the season. What you're seeing with guys like Nick Allegretti filling in at left guard or Mike Remmers playing your old spot at tackle after he's played three different positions this year. What about the offensive line and what you've seen over the last several weeks of guys having to kind of fill in the cracks? Well, you know, um, that's a tough deal. And I had this discussion just the other day with uh, some some colleagues, and you know the 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 position on a football team that's the most paramount key is the offensive line, because you have five guys that have to play together, have the chemistry, and be on the same page. Because as you know, if there's one breakdown, it can mess up the whole play and the whole game essentially. And so when you pick your core guys that that are hurt or opted out of this case in this particular season. Uh, and you're kind of patching guys in, and they've got to step up, especially with this team, this offense, and what they've accomplished. That's a daunting task in and of itself. And so I think these guys have done a great job of of coming in, you know, amidst injury, amidst other guys who have, um, you know, opted out or they're not there, the, the regular guys, if you will, uh, and, and and playing relatively well. Uh, you know, I know they'd like to play better, and we as fans like to see a little bit better play, but uh, I, I think they're doing a, a pretty good job uh, considering what they're facing each week and how teams are approaching, trying to you know stop Mahomes, stop our offense. So 
you know, it, it's it's tougher than it looks. You know, the armchair quarterback might sit back and say, oh, these guys are they're terrible. They're not protecting the homes. But until you've been out there on that gridiron, you don't understand how tough it is. And, and seasoned vet, all pro, whatever you might have been, it's not an easy deal. And when you had to sub in, even during a game or play different positions or having to scramble to fill in, how difficult is that for these guys? You either have to play multiple positions or to get thrown in the middle of the fire. We saw your Sear Durant uh, get in there for an outstanding drive against the rookie from Missouri against Carolina. He had to block that Burns guy. He's really good. How yeah. tough is that right. to go, hey, go in there and protect Joe Montana and don't screw it up? Oh, geez, Mitch. Well, you just gave me a flashback. Uh, my second year in the league, and I was uh, my natural position was, was offensive tackle. When I went to the 49ers, they had me playing guard, tackle, but – primarily as a backup guard. And, and so our starting guard went down in the game. I believe it was against the Redskins. So I had to go in. And it's tough, you know. It's kind of like that backup quarterback. You know, all of a sudden you're thrust in action. You got to be ready to go out there and, run and, and, you know, play, make the passes. Well, as a lineman, you know, you're sitting on the sidelines if you're a backup guy. And now you're thrust in the game. And, you know, you have to step up. And it's even more difficult if you're playing out of position. So if you're a guard and they move you to tackle, and I've seen a lot of that across the board in the league this season because of so many injuries and things, guys not playing in natural positions, it's not easy. It really isn't because it's different techniques for the different positions. And, uh, you know, to go in and face a guy or play against a guy you haven't been playing against all game, and then you've got to get on the same page with the other guys. And, you know, backup guys don't get a lot of reps, just like, you know, backup quarterbacks in, during, the, during the preparation of the week. You might get some reps on the scout team, but that doesn't look good, you know, with your own system. So it's really a, not an easy task. And I know people say, what well, a professional, and they get paid all this money, that's their job. And that's true. That doesn't make it any easier to go in or be thrust in a game, you know, different in the week if a guy's hurt and you've had some time to practice and prepare, but you're at, you know, you're sitting on the sidelines, you're watching the game, and boom, your guy goes down. You've got to go in, or several guys go down, and coach like now you're playing such and such position that you normally don't play. It's tough. But with that being said, they're approaching it differently now. Guys, unlike when I played and I was a tackle, okay, maybe I had to know both sides. I was a right tackle, I played left, but I was a right tackle. And so now they're preparing guys to play multiple positions so that when these emergencies arise, they're they're not caught off guard. So yeah, it's it's a tough deal. I tell you what, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to face it very much myself personally. Again, Ricky Sigler's our guest tonight. We come back, we're gonna talk about how it's difficult for offensive linemen to play in these current days, but also Vicki Davy, our winner tonight of our private Zoom party uh, from High V, has got her own question. So we'll be back with more from Ricky after this on the Chiefs Kingdom Show on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. And our guest tonight from our uh, Chiefs alumni group and are the ambassadors, Ricky Sigler, who played for the Chiefs in two different stints, five total years with Kansas City and 50 starts as an offensive tackle. Uh, Ricky, got some questions here tonight from Vicky. Uh, let me ask you these. The first one is uh, just some of the special moments that you remember, your biggest moments, let's just say as a chief. Uh, well, first of all, before I get into that, Super Bowl 54 is a little crazy for you because the 49ers brought you into the league after your time at Arizona right. Western Community College and for the Spartans of San Jose State. But then the team you played with the most was playing the team that brought you in the league. So you had a foot in both buckets of Super Bowl 54. 
Well, you know, that's true, Mitch. And a lot of people were asking me, which team am I rooting for? <laughs> and, you know, it, it was kind of tough, but honestly, my allegiance was, was with the Chiefs. And I was fortunate enough to my rookie year with San Francisco to, to go and win a Super Bowl against the Broncos. And, you know, beating 55-10 at the Superdome. So I was in, kind of indebted to them for that. But, uh, you know, I really wanted the Chiefs to win. The, the 49ers had made some great runs and won, you know, five or whatever championships. And Chiefs hadn't been 50 years. So I was like, you know, my, my Chiefs got to win. So I'll just confess, <laughs> it, it was in my heart the Chiefs. <laughs> well, Vicki Davey from Drexel, Missouri, our winner tonight from hy V asks, your favorite moment in your NFL career? Wow. You know, uh, gosh, it, it, I can't really pinpoint to just one, but I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that, that I've told a lot of stories about it is I was playing against the, the Minister of Defense, and, and if you guys don't know who that is, that's the late, great Reggie White, and we were playing him here in Kansas City when he was with uh, the Green Bay Packers, and uh, Steve Bono was our quarterback. So we're, we're on the line, and, and the, you know, Steve's going through his, his, his through the whole uh, the cadence, and you know Reggie had this very distinguished, distinguished voice. It was kind of a gruff voice. And I hear this voice as the quarterbacks going through the cadence and number. I hear this, hey, Sigler. It's Reggie White. So I said, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ignore him. I didn't say what he was. I was like, sir. I might even said yes, sir. You know, I didn't want to make Reggie mad. He's already a beast as it is. And he said, you know, Jesus. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? Meet him. Well, you ready to meet him, Reggie? I didn't say that. I'm thinking, what am I going to you to take me out here? <laughs> I said, yes. And then the, the ball snapped and, and we're engaged. And, uh, you know, that was, that was kind of one of those moments amongst many moments. But that's when it always stands out. I don't think I'll ever forget that one. That's a good one. And the Chiefs won that day, as I recall, over a Packer team that went on to win the Super Bowl who had an assistant right. coach yeah. over there by the name of Andy Reid on that Packer it, side. Oh, yeah. 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 He was on well, that stand. That's right. But Vicky again, uh, another question here. Vicky Davy from Drexel, Missouri, wants to know how many times in the next five years you think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl? Oh, Vicky, don't try to don't try to use me for my. I don't have strong <laughs> skills. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a sage. I'm not a soothsayer. Uh, you know, I would like to. Um, I would like to think the next two or three times. Uh, you know, being optimistic. Uh, it gets harder and harder every time, you know. And uh, as you see this year, we they're playing okay. I'm not. I'm going to be a little critical. They've got some things I'd like to see them straighten out uh, to make it to the big dance. But uh, potential-wise, you know, the next few years they can make a run at it, and I'd like to see that. You know, barring injury, major injury, uh, you know, we we keep guys and, and and get some free agents in, make some good drafts. Uh, I don't see why they the next uh, out of the next five years they don't go three times. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see five, but, you know, let's keep realistic. And, Ricky, before we go to our final break, just the difficulty of playing offensive line now in an RPO system. I don't know if it's a run or pass. I can't get downfield. I don't want to be a legal receiver downfield. Yet i got to get in front of Reggie to whom the Reggie Whites of this day and age, uh, and I can't get blown up with a line of scrimmage. And then, two, how much you want to see, you know, sometimes in short yardage the Chiefs just kind of push guys away and pick up a first down or shove it into the end zone as it were last night? Well, you know, I think, and I'm no critic of, of, of play calling and, and schemes, but, uh, you know, coming kind of from that old school and blocking for a guy like Marcus Allen, who was just a phenom uh, down the goal line, just had a knack to, to get in the end zone. We as linemen, we want to really punch it in. You know, we don't want to 
fancy and cute. We just want to line up, smash mouth football, get down in a four point stance and just submarine come off and try to <laughs> blow those guys back a few yards and, you know, either guy go over top or find a little crease and, you know, all the misdirection things and, you know, all that. Eh, I'm not a big fan of it. And um, that's just me kind of being old school. Uh, but I guess you have to evolve and, and whatever works, works. And last night was a little frustrating, you know, after four attempts. But uh, that's, I would like to see him just line up and put Sherman, Sherman, Sherman in there in the tank and, and let him leave block and, and punch it in. Maybe they'll do that this week against the Miami Dolphins. We come back. We're going to close things out with Ricky Sigler. Again, the uh, Chiefs get ready to play Miami. Well, one interesting note, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls in their 61 years. The next two locations for games are Miami and New Orleans, the two places the Chiefs won Super Bowls. Back to close out things on the Chiefs' kingdom after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. All right, Ricky, just a few minutes left to go on the show, but your involvement with the community and the involvement with the ambassadors, it's pretty awesome to see what's going on. What's uh, the latest and greatest in that area? Well, you know, uh, Mitch, uh, being a part of the Chief Ambassador Program, and for those who don't know about the Chief Ambassadors, it's a, a program that our uh, the late great founder of the Kansas City Chiefs organization, Lamar Hunt, uh, established, uh, gosh, over 30 years ago, made up of former Chiefs players who got Hall of Fame guys like Bobby Bell, you have uh, older guys, younger guys. And what we do is we raise money for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, uh, another great organization called Camp Quality, uh, which services kids that have terminal illnesses and things of that nature. And we just, and we do a lot of active things in the community. We go to schools, we go to hospitals, uh, we do a lot of appearances, read the kids, you name it, we do it. Uh, all types of things and it's just uh we're kind of liaisons and extensions of the chiefs organization and so uh, a great group of guys involved in that and i'm actively involved with the ambassadors uh great run program and the beautiful thing about the program is it's the only program out of the 32 teams we're the only team that has an ambassador program and so uh, it's it's quite the the it's a unique situation uh also i work for a not-for-profit organization called Foundation 99. If you guys want to check it out, uh, just check out foundation99.org. It'll tell you more information about that. Just in the community, Mitch, uh, enjoying my, my gig with the uh, National Football League. There's a uniform inspector, so that keeps me around the game and down there <laughs> on the field. And, uh, just love it, Kansas City. What a great place. <laughs> A.K.A. the uniform police. we only got a minute left, but um, the uniform checker guy. Uh, that's a whole nother show, man. We could do a whole show on that because you've probably had a few interesting experiences being the uniform police. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got plenty of stories on that. <laughs> Quickly. What's your biggest one? What's the, what's the one of like, what, what are we doing here? Oh, no. I, I mean, I've, I've had some guys get pretty hostile with yeah. me, uh, you know, because I, I just, hey, I'm, I feel like a police officer. You know, you, you're speeding yeah. and you get pulled over and get mad at the, the police officer, but you're the one breaking the law. And I just say, hey, guys, I'm just enforcing the, the league rules. That's all I'm doing, you know. as What do they say? I don't hate the player, hate the game or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I, I enjoy it. I, and no, the money doesn't go to me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, Rick, I can't wait to see you again when we can uh, do in-person stuff. But uh, thanks for being with us tonight and appreciate your uh, interest in the community and staying involved with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, thank you, Mitch. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. 
All right, Ricky Sigler, uh, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman, offensive tackle for the Chiefs on some of the best teams in the 90s and also still involved with our Ambassadors program. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.